0: Hello and welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. This podcast is going to be good. I guarantee it's I going to be really good. good. Yeah. I'm this feel is good.
1: our our first fireside interview. This is awesome. Right? Warm on a
0: cold, chilly day too.
1: Yeah, we're here with Gary Good. Gary, thanks for providing a fireplace today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're just listening, just know <laughs> yes. that there is a fireplace behind us, keeping us warm and cozy on a cold day outside
0: with uh, a beautiful piano behind right, us. Right, the
1: piano yeah. and the fireplace. And I, I'm looking out the door right now, there's like waterfalls. Um, yeah, if you're just listening, I'm I'm sorry that you're not experiencing this with us right now.
0: Yeah, we'll describe it all here throughout the show. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. Uh, Gary, we're sitting in Magnolia Moon, which is part of the Guthrie Retreat, mm-hmm. the Gary Good Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into all of those things, uh, Maybe tell us a little about yourself. Um, like how did you how did you get to this? Like, what's what's your story, man? Well, I I stumbled upon it actually. I am from Oklahoma City,
2: and so um, I grew up there and, and went to school there and uh, um, started my business right during college. Where'd you go to school? Central State UCO. What high school? John Marshall, and then Oklahoma Military Academy in Class. Cleveland.
1: What's the John Marshall mascot? The Bears. The Bears. John Marshall Bears. The bears.
2: Yeah, I was a bear. Uh, so yeah, and I've always loved historic buildings, and uh, I uh, around 2005 or so, I started coming to Guthrie, looking around at the buildings, because I just love the old buildings, and I found this building on the corner up the street that uh, I just fell in love with, and uh, one thing led to another, and. Ended up with the building, had the apartment right above, so I would come to Guthrie on the weekends and hang out and go to some of the shops, the coffee shops and music events and so forth, and just started kind of getting into the community and then decided to open up the art gallery. And uh, so one thing led to another and I wandered down and found this unusual home and uh, amphitheater place and it was just like all the stars lined up.
1: Um, like backing up a little bit from then, from that, uh, talk about like your experiences, your career. Like, what uh, what kind of stuff have you been involved in all these years?
2: Well, I grew up in an entertainment home, so uh, from the time I could remember, uh, I was in show business or around it. My just father, like Chris, absolutely. Just like Chris, yeah. absolutely. My father was a big band leader. Uh, you know the. Glenn Miller style. My mother was the singer in the orchestra. And so um, they'd rehearse. They had musicians in the house all the time. My dad's office was in the house, so I watched him do the business, and he was a booking agent also. So he was the largest booking agent in Oklahoma for many years and contracted all the shows at the Civic Center, Hello Dolly, and all those shows that used musicians. And uh, he was on the first TV show, on Channel 4, and uh, so I hung out at the TV station, I got to meet a lot of people like Roy Rogers and Dale Evans and the people from Rawhide and Danny Williams and Foreman Scotty, all those people.
1: Was your, was your dad like, sit here, don't move, yeah. be quiet? Or he's kind of like, whatever you want to do, kid. I don't, whatever.
2: Pretty much whatever you want to do, although there were limits. Uh, and I couldn't never st- sit still, I was always moving. Uh, so that was impossible. But I usually ended up over by the drummer, because I used really like to watch the drummer play. Because they're so cool. Yeah. Drummers are cool. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that's that's where my interest started. And then uh, I played trumpet in school, in high school in the marching band. And, and uh, then I shifted to drums, wonder why. And um, I got in a band while I was going to college and started booking bands uh, about the same time. And uh, so all through college, I was booking frat parties, booking bands, and... and uh, Then I started playing six nights a week in a club, and I was uh, going to school, booking bands, playing in a band, and uh, eventually I just merged right into my business. So um, that's where I started uh, my entertainment company right then. Gary Good Entertainment, I hear it all the time because there's always
0: events that you put on uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it here a little bit, but the big one uh, at the temple recently uh, comes to mind with Brian Burline's fundraising deal. But uh, Gary Good Entertainment, tell us about Gary Good Entertainment.
2: Well, we uh, we're actually in our 50th year. Uh, wow, I was 10. <laughs> right, uh, right. So we are we're kind of celebrating this year. Um, you know, we've we've done shows all over the world. We we do. Of course, the United States. We've done shows in Mexico, Bermuda, Virgin Islands, Canada. Um, just really all over the place. Um, and really, our forte is working with clients and figuring out what they need. You know, and and uh, so, of course, when when Byron's building burned here, uh, we had the meeting at City Hall, and everybody was trying to figure out what to do, and and uh, the idea of concert came up, and where to have it, and and so. Uh, You know, the Gatlin brothers had called right after the building burned and and said, what can we do? And uh, and of course, Vince Gill and and Byron were like that. And uh, Vince was in New Zealand or Australia when it happened. And he called and said, I'm on board. So um, I got to do what I do here in Guthrie for the first time. And and, uh, I saw one of the segments where you talked about that concert. And it really was um, incredible. You know we filled that auditorium they hadn't had people on that uh, balcony uh, for i don't know 30 or 40 years or more uh,
0: i've been in a few films i didn't even know there was a,
2: that upper uh, third uh, what? I, don't, I don't know what uh,
0: i didn't even know it was even there t- that yeah. Yeah, yeah i didn't even know that was even there until
2: the till that concert well that's crazy and, and in fact we didn't use the whole balcony we had to, to rip yeah. off the front what three rows or
1: uh, the, the, uh, the rose of terror.
3: Yeah, because uh, yeah, the wall is only right. so high, and
0: if you keep walking, you're, you're part of the show. Uh, let's keep it on the entertainment page, not the news page. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, some,
1: like, somebody who uh, who you know, thinks they might be interested in uh, putting on big concerts or big events like, like you've done, what's something that they may not realize is part of that whole, like, all the logistics that had to come together, for a gigantic event like that, what's something they may not realize is part of that?
2: Well, everything that happens backstage, <clears throat> everything that happens, you know, before, because you have to plan all of it. And as a as a producer of a show, that's what I do. I produce concerts. Uh, my job starts when the planning starts, and it's like who are we who are we going to have? Who do we want? If it's a corporate client, then I find out from them what, what's your budget, what's your demographics, what's your audience like. And once I get all those answers, then I start putting a, a list together. And, and so we may start with 15 names of, of artists and narrow it down to who, who we select. Then we make the offer for the artist and do the contract negotiations. And once, once a deal is made, then in the mail arrives this thick contract well, on the contract, you have, like, uh, sometimes it's a five-page writer, sometimes it's it's 30 pages, and the writer is what we have to do for the artist. Blue and so, ms Yes. Uh, <laughs> a
1: certain type of vodka, those kind of things. All those things. Yeah. All those things. And
2: that's one of the things that I, I uh, consider myself really an expert in is, is dealing with writers, contract writers. I go through the writer, and I, I know what makes sense and what doesn't, and I will call their road manager, whoever's in charge of that, and discuss with them, you know, what, what do we really need, what can we do without, can we do this instead of this? Because they, they have specifics all the way from a certain brand of a sound system, all the way to, um, if you're doing backline, what kind of drums, what kind of keyboards, what kind of amps. All those things have to be arranged for, and that's what a producer does.
1: Not to name names or anything, yeah, and, we'll, and we won't tell anybody. Nope, this is just <laughs> between us. just us. No,
0: it's... Um, Aaron, shh. <laughs> like, what? Has,
1: has there ever been a moment where you're just like, guys, that, you, you can't do that, or that, that's not possible, or that's just so weird? And if you don't like his question, who's the most... <laughs> what artist is most painful to deal
0: with? Again, <laughs> this is just between us, but... Uh.
2: <laughs> you know, um, strangely enough, I've had very few situations with artists that were hard to deal with. Oh, you said so diplomatic. <laughs> professional, are professional. We We've had some challenges along years. the way. Uh, mostly the stories are, are, are just the opposite. You know, they're, uh, I remember I was in Denver, Colorado. We, we were in a backyard in, in, a, in, a, in a neighborhood. Uh, I think the guy had 15 acres in this beautiful neighborhood and we had transformed his backyard into a concert scene with a huge tent. And we had Don Henley there and most of the Eagles were with him. And, and so we had sound check going on and I'm standing back <clears throat> out of the tent and, and they go into Hotel California. And I'm like on my cell phone calling my sister, yeah. you gotta hear this. You know, it's like, uh, you gotta pinch yourself sometimes yeah, when you, absolutely. When you uh, or in the middle of an event like that. You know, you grew up with these with these bands. Uh, I was in Salt Lake City, and, and we had uh, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons in this theater there, and uh, everything was done. The band was on stage. The clients were in the seats, and when everything's working and the lights and the sound and everything's gelling, it's just uh, a magic moment. And then when the curtain goes up and the, and the band's playing, and I just kind of stood back in the back of that room and looked out over the crowd just... Totally enthralled watching Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, and uh, remembering growing up with all that music. And it's like, wow, they're right here, they're playing, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty, pretty cool.
0: And I would, I would think it would take years of experience of, of getting people, groups, artists like that, and you just can't, I can you just can't start a business. Hey, uh, let me call Don you know, or call the the Beach Boys. Hey, hey, got a new thing. I'm sure it takes years and uh, road managers and people that you deal with get more comfortable with you and they've been through the production. So uh, I'm sure they get more comfortable with people they like.
2: Well, it, yeah, it's a two way street. And I, yeah. I started out, uh, I was still playing in my own band. I played in my band for almost 15 years. I was a band leader and we played for night for a while and then we went into special events. We played the governor's ball several times and a lot of huge weddings and mm-hmm. things like that. But during the time that I was playing in my band, I started booking some of those shows, but started out booking smaller shows, like uh, the Coasters, the Drifters, the Platters, and groups like that. And actually those groups would come into town and they would need backup musicians. And so my band would back up those groups. So I started out dealing with those shows that were a little more nuts and bolts. Right. And as time went on, started producing larger shows and, and then doing shows out of town. And it gets pretty tricky. Uh, I remember the first show I did in New York City, at the Waldorf Hotel, and I was preparing to go, and I was I was putting my my figures together for the client, and I was I have to estimate. It's like building a spec home. Mm-hmm. I have to estimate what's what's the cost going to be for your sound and lights, the sound system, the the road crew, mm-hmm. um, and you have to pay all these. On, and in some of these cities, it's all union, and sometimes the the fees can be double or triple what it might be somewhere else and um, you know to, to act, actually have to merge into that market and find the right people. And I really, really got good at that and was really fortunate to be able to go into a city and find the right sound company, find the right people to work right. with, because it's really important to have the right crew. You can't just get in the Yellow Pages and say, okay, that's the biggest ad yeah, for a sound right, company, I'm right. gonna call them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Bob and Johnny's guitar sound. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: This is a, a crazy tangent but um, there was a used to be a, a, a punk band called Fugazi like I said, crazy tangent. they were like famous for having like, limiting their shows to like five dollar tickets And I listened to an interview uh, with uh, one of their main guys recently he was talking about how uh, and they got to where they had pretty like sizable like 3,000 per person shows and they were still trying to limit the ticket cost to five dollars <laughs> and he was going he was talking about how like and he he booked the shows. He produced the whole thing himself, and he talked about how crazy that was to try to like you know cut corners every which way he could to still get to that five dollar mark. And he he was telling jokes about how the, the you know the forklift operator made more money that night sure. than he did <laughs> as like the performer, and just all the all of those things add up. Whether it's you know uh, all the different people who help with different aspects of the show and uh, you know uh, when you're working with artists when you see a great show sometimes you'll you'll watch the show and it seems like this this certain moment feels kind of improm- like an impromptu kind of off-the-cuff moment of you know magic uh, but there's so much planning that goes into it to make it feel that way so whenever i see one of those moments i'm like oh i bet there was like you know, 400 hours of planning yeah. that made it possible for this to feel kind of like natural and easygoing. That's,
2: that's a good observation. I was doing a show in, in Denver, and this was a a 50th birthday party for a, a corporate executive. that, uh, And the client rented the entire Wolfgang Puck's restaurant on a Saturday, all day. So it was closed to the public. Well, what we did is we went in and we we brought in a stage because they didn't have a stage, and there wasn't space in there to to just bring in big big square stages that were already there. We had to have stages built to fit into the area they were going to be, and so we did that during the day, and turned this restaurant into you know a, a music venue, and uh, a lot went into it, but. Cheryl Crow was the surprise entertainer, and the, the birthday guy had no idea what was going to happen. He just knew they were going to Wolfgang Pucks. And so after all of the, the arrangements and everything that had to be done, Cheryl Crow walks out on stage, you know uh, with her I think she was playing bass that night uh, and just one other musician, it was just two, two of them and uh, she sang happy birthday to the client, Marilyn Monroe style. And uh, nobody said to do it, she just did it. And that was one of those impromptu things. But those in the audience that see that, as you say, they don't realize what went in to putting all that together. And and, uh, there's a lot of activity that goes on and a lot of people in the background, you know, that are helping out that you never see, you never know they're there is that
0: kind of like why you go and I'm just going to m- mention Tracy Lawrence cuz I like Tracy Lawrence but that's why if you go to the Tracy Lawrence show on a Friday night in Wichita and then you go to his show in Kansas City on Saturday night it's going to be the same it's going to be the same show is that just makes it easier on everybody the song list the lights the music everyone's yeah. on the same page so it's over and over and over and when they do when they go off script is that do you as a producer or does that make you a little well, nervous cuz like we haven't worked on
2: this and my you know whatever well, there are some artists that, that do exactly the same show every night, yeah. you know, and and in many cases, if they leave a song out, somebody's going to be disappointed in the audience. Uh, but then you have That's a group right. that has so many hits. Uh, Three Dog Night was a good example. I, I worked with Three Dog Night uh, many, many times, and they had too many hits yeah. to do in one evening. And so somebody's going to be upset if they didn't do their favorite Three Dog Night song. Yeah. yeah. but. Uh, it's just the way it is, but uh, you know, the, the moments that are impromptu um, are, are some of the best. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know if you remember when uh, the Civic Center in Oklahoma City was remodeled. That was, actually it was 2001, because it was like right after the bombing, and uh, like days. And uh, I was in charge of, of arranging for all the talent to come for three days. And uh, one, one night it was Jimmy Webb and Michael Feinstein, both pianists. No big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, but along with the Oklahoma Philharmonic. And uh, so the Philharmonic is on stage and everything's set. There's two grand pianos there. We're in Oklahoma, thunder starts. Not the basketball team. I was supposed right. to. Say. <laughs> and, it starts going crazy. Of course, in the inside you, you really can't tell it, but the lights start flickering. And all of a sudden, a huge thunderbolt happens and the power's gone. Now, some people that were there will remember this, but it was one of those moments that uh, if you were there, you'll remember it the rest of your life. So it's dark in the room except for the emergency lights. Uh, thankfully, the remodeled auditorium, you could talk from the stage and hear it all the way to the top. So without amplification, um, there was announcements being made about what was going on. Please stay in your seats because you know there are, there are no lights. And uh, so I'm backstage and, and if my memory is correct, I think Barry Switzer was sitting in the room and then there's Michael Feinstein and Jimmy Webb and Lee Allen Smith came in and we were all trying to figure out what are we gonna do. And uh, after 30 minutes or so, the orchestra had to break because of union, mm. they couldn't stay on stage. And so they're gone, so there's no orchestra in there. And uh, don't remember which one said it, but either Michael or Jimmy said, well, hey, I'll go out there if you will. And uh, said, yeah, I'll do it. So the audience is still sitting there, just waiting Everybody's for still something sitting to happen. Yeah. 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 Well, figuring that power's gonna go back on, you know, yeah, it's up exactly. the home. Yeah. Uh, and Surely they're working on this, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> Surely Gary's taking care care of it. Gary's (laughs) producing, we're in good hands. (laughs) Gary? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, they walked out on stage, and of course you can imagine the audience going crazy with seeing some activity. And they sat down at their grand pianos, and they did the most amazing impromptu concert that most of the people had ever seen. And it was just magical. And uh, I don't know how long they played, but uh, it was one of the most uh, unforgettable evenings you know just because the entertainers decided you know they'll work around the issues and went out there and did that so you never know what's gonna happen um, you know I there was a show with Herman's Hermits that was uh, I think it was at the Waterford Hotel and uh, he was in the middle of a song and the sound system just went out and it, it was a breaker the hotel and uh, I had a really good sound tech, uh, Kenny Phillips, and uh, you know when an audience is standing there and the song stops, thirty seconds sounds like seems yes. like an eternity. Yes. And this sound tech took off, wound around, found out where the problem was, and within probably two minutes had the power back on and the show started again. But that's why you know you have to have a really good crew because if if whoever was there didn't know what to do, the power would not come back on anytime soon. So you have to be prepared. You have to have a good team, and and uh, you know I've always been lucky to to have good people to work
0: with. And that happens on the big events because I remember watching NFL on Thursday Thanksgiving football. when Everyone's watching, and their halftime entertainment. Uh, the power went out. They So you have the artists, I, I forget who they were, they were just standing there and everyone's just waiting for power to come on, then they start playing, it came back on and it goes off again. So it happens on the small stage and on the big stage right. as well. So it, if you're dealing with electronics or anything like that, stuff's gonna happen. Pyrotechnics? Yeah, exactly. There's that one it's
1: football game where like the, the little flame thing kind of exploded and then just caused this huge, like, crazy, you know, flaming thing over in the corner of the stadium yeah. and the crowds kind of like watching, they're like, is it supposed to be this like part of 40 show? feet yeah. tall? And <laughs> yeah. my face is kind of melting. <laughs> yeah. Why is this, is this real? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the, the art gallery here in town, mm-hmm. here in Guthrie. Um, opening that art gallery, was that your first experience with an art gallery? Or it sure was. was uh,
2: I had that space for rent when I bought that building. Everything else was rented except the main space in the building. And uh, I had visions of something really cool being in there and I, I didn't want just anything. So I turned a few people down that wanted to put businesses in there that I, I didn't really feel like fit the building. And uh, we were getting ready for an art walk and, and uh, Cherie Gordon or somebody downtown came to me and said, why don't you be a part of the art walk? And uh, so I called Bert Seaborn and had him come to Guthrie and hang all his artwork in the, in the building. At the time, and people walked through, and it, it felt right, it felt good. And so I called uh, after that. Uh, Greg Burns came down and his wife, and we had a meeting. And I said, I don't know anything about art gallery, uh, but uh, I think this place would be great. And so they coached me a little bit and told me, you know, what a gallery does. And I studied uh, as well, and, and we put it together. And, Uh, We opened it up on Oklahoma's 100th birthday. So that was, uh, what was the date? November 16, 2007. And uh, so we had a big parade to open up my art gallery
1: here. Gallery Grazioso (laughs) is second in Oklahoma. We've got a great segment there at the gallery. If you're just listening to us, make sure you go to the city's YouTube page or Facebook page just to check out this video segment. Let's go over to uh, Gallery Grazioso, take a look at what's happening over there right now, and we'll be right back.
2: As you can see, the gallery is a very short walk from the Magnolia Moon. Uh, here at Gallery Grazioso, we feature fine art, music, and photography. And uh, because we merge music with the gallery, we have some art that is actually by music people. Here in this part of the gallery, we have some original work by the singer Tony Bennett, who paints under his Italian name, Anthony Benedetto. We have the amazing watercolor that he did of Louis Armstrong. We also have four limited editions that are signed and numbered by Tony, a couple that he did in Italy. He paints while he's on tour. There's one of the Charlie Christian Jazz Festival, and one that he was commissioned to do for the United Nations. And as we were saying, since music has been my family's heritage, my father before me, when he passed away in 2003, I decided to honor him with a project that we call the Al Good Instruments for Kids. And with that, we collect donated instruments and put them in the hands of kids who cannot afford them. We've so far to date placed over 25 pianos in homes uh, where they have children who would like to play. We've placed trombones, trumpets, flutes, clarinets, guitars, etc into kids' hands that would want to play and just can't afford to buy the instruments. And if you would like to be involved in this, if you have instruments at home in the attic or in the closet or somewhere where they're not being used, just go to our website here and send us an email or give a call and we will come and pick up the instruments. And also, if you have friends or kids that would like to play that can't afford an instrument, please reach out to us and we'll do our best to put an instrument in their hands. And now for more about the gallery, let's turn it over to Marie.
3: Hello everyone and welcome to Gallery Grazioso. My name is Marie Vernon. The first artist I'd like to discuss today is Ryan Williams. Ryan is our premier artist here at Gallery Grazioso. Ryan is a master at emotive realism and you'll see his use of color is extravagant and striking. It just, he uses a lot of graphics in his backgrounds. Even some are iridescent. For three years consecutively, Ryan's work has been chosen for the Academy Award gift bag. And with that comes a gift certificate. Those in attendance who receive the bag can use towards a piece of artwork from Ryan himself. One thing Ryan does that most artists don't, he has decided to never print his art all his works will be original. So the ones you see here in our gallery are all originals. Another artist we have is Jerry Bergen. Jerry's also an award-winning contemporary mixed media artist. He calls his style urban western art and you'll see by his titles, Viejo Vaquero, Jerry has a unique method where he plasters board, and after the plastering is dried, he covers it with an adhesive coat, which he then draws upon and cuts out the different shapes and numbers those. One at a time, he takes the plastic off and airbrushes different color until the only thing remaining is the last color he's applied. He hasn't even seen the completed piece until it's dry. Then he pulls the plastic off and sees the work for the first time. We have a new artist in the gallery, Jay Holabach. Jay is a plein air artist working with gouache, which is an opaque watercolor. He's influenced by Russian Impressionists. He's a transplant from Michigan and just loves working in Oklahoma. His favorite challenge is to create a visual story in only one setting, and I think he does an excellent job. David Canavesio is also one of our artists here at Gallery Grazioso who does photo realism. You'll notice his pictures look like a photograph, as if the reflections are sharp and crisp. They're just beautiful. Becky Manshrak is an Oklahoma artist. She has moved on to San Antonio, Texas. We carry her in the gallery, and you can see that She also has an explosive use of color. Her figurative paintings are just gorgeous. Here we see Chris Small. Chris is a muralist who has won many awards. You'll see he does photorealism. They're exceptional. Take a look at his Eisenberg picture. Most people walk in and see this and just say, wow. His works are done in oils mostly. He also has some watercolors. Castagna. Rasmussen. Castania is a native artist from Guthrie, Oklahoma, and we are so proud to have her work in the gallery. You'll see this art head, which she does various ones of this style. This is Frida Kahlo. She artfully expresses herself creating these items, dresses them with jewelry. They could be people, they could be animals, they could be all types of figures, but they're just gorgeous. To see more of Castania Rasmussen's work, go to Instagram, castagna underscore lasagna. We have a signed poster from Peter Max, who is a famed illustrator and graphic artist from the pop art and neo-expressionism time in America. Leroy Neiman is famous for his dynamic and colorful sports drawings. Here in Gallery Grazioso, we have pictures of his Frank Sinatra prints. Daryl Price is from Fort Collins, Colorado. As you can see in his paintings, he has a love of jazz music. He has a vibrant use of color capturing musical moments that we all can love. Deborah Jenkins is an Oklahoma artist, blogger, and potter who creates sophisticated pottery designs, and uses various glazing techniques to emphasize the details. Each piece is one of a kind. The results are unique and her art adds interest to any decor and will stand alone as an art object. Guthrie America is a sister city with Puebla, Mexico. And here we have a group of pottery to represent that relationship. We have Puebla Talavera and La pottery. They're unique and beautiful. And last we have Joy Richardson. What can I say about Joy Richardson? Except that she epitomizes the word of joy. You can see in her artwork this explosive use of color and shine and shapes in her abstract pictures. She's just amazing. That's why she's a beloved Oklahoma artist who we all know. You can see her here at Gallery Grazioso. Owner Gary Good has been a booking agent in the entertainment business for over four decades. We have a signature room where you can come and see just a portion of the people he has worked with so far. He's still actively booking. Most people who come to the gallery really love this room. You're gonna find signed pictures by Will Rogers, Muhammad Ali. We also have Paul McCartney, among many others. One of Gary's favorites is Mickey Mantle. When Gary was looking for a name for the gallery, He says, searching for the right name, he needed something that would not only embrace the family's musical legacy, but also its Italian roots. The word grazioso is an Italian term describing how a composer wishes a certain part of a composition to be played. The definition of grazioso is with elegance and grace.
1: Thanks to Marie for letting us hang out at the the gallery. Um, uh, And we've been joined by uh, another guest, Christina, it's good to see you. Thanks for hanging out. Nice to see you.
0: We've increased the audio and picture dramatically now. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so again, if you're just listening,
1: listening, uh, go to the YouTube um, page for City or our Facebook page so you can watch uh, what we just watched over at the gallery. Um, And again, thanks for having us here uh, at this fantastic space. Guthrie Retreat. Uh, it is what it says it is. It's a, it's a beautiful retreat uh, for folks who, uh, you know, want to learn more about uh, staying here. Uh, describe what you have available uh, here at the Guthrie Retreat. Okay. Well, Guthrie
2: Retreat is comprised of the Magnolia Moon at Guthrie Retreat. And then right next door to us here is um, the Magnolia Manor. Now that is a 1910 building. It was the first poured concrete building in the state of Oklahoma. And uh, it was transformed into living quarters. And when we got it, um, we kind of went in and and painted and and, uh, furnished it the way we wanted to and turned it into kind of a boutique hotel. And so it's available by the night. You can, somebody can call and rent it for a room for Saturday night, just like a hotel. but it's also available for like uh, weddings and uh, family outings. Uh, we've had families that have come for Thanksgiving and taken the whole building for Thanksgiving or other holidays. Um, so also part of the Guthrie retreat is our bed and breakfast, which is right up the street next door to the art gallery. And uh, that's called Sweet Betty Jean, named after my mom. I wanted to honor my mom. so. In Sweet Betty Jean, we have a lot of family heirlooms. Uh, My great-grandmother's rocking chair is in there. There's uh, the original clawfoot tub. So it's kind of what you expect in Guthrie. Uh, It's antiques, hardwood floor. We have a record player in there. There's a rooftop deck and uh, it's huge. It's like 1,700 square feet. It's the the entire uh, top floor of that building. And so um, those three items comprise Guthrie Retreat. And um, so with, with the manor, um, we'll have, like when we do events, um, whether it's a music event or, or uh, an anniversary party, uh, a lot of times they'll take the entire building next door so they can stay and, and do their events as well.
1: So if you have like a wedding, here in the back, which uh, this amphitheater space is just incredible. All the the terraced landscaping and stuff is a mind-blowing, picturesque spot. They can have their uh, their wedding or event here, and then also stay in all your rooms. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a one-stop shopping for all that stuff. For an it event. is, you know, we it's it, it's really an anomaly here.
2: This is uh, over an acre, and we're right in downtown. That's that's quite unusual to really have this set up. I was amazed to even realize it was here. And actually I've talked to a lot of people that live in Guthrie and around Guthrie that don't even know that we're down here. Because, you know, when you drive by, you can't really see inside. And uh, so, yeah. That
0: could be a good thing. Okay, two things, (laughs) that could be a good thing, two things do you do all the design who does all the design for like do you like bring in people or do you guys like the paint schemes (laughs) the floor the car i mean i'm told the worst designer by all get out and so it's like amazes me when i walk into places like this of the design and the layout and Simple as bar stools. I mean, those bar stools (laughs) go perfect splashed up against the purple paint. You know, it it just blows Mm -hmm. my mind. And then also, like, do you guys do the landscaping? Because that's, like, sticks out to me as well.
2: Well, you know, when I showed up here, um, uh, Joe Coffin, who's from Guthrie, had transformed Um. the amphitheater into a home. And so the purple walls, he actually did, and the the curtains, I think, uh, Pablo, I think, did the curtains uh, here in Guthrie. And so when I bought the place, it was, it was already done. Now I did start changing colors in the back, uh-huh. you know, the master suite, uh, is all different colors. And then of course it was totally empty when I bought it. So, um, uh, I didn't think I could do that either, but I started selecting things and I realized, you know, I know what I like right. and sometimes it takes a couple of tries before I get something that really works. But, um, uh, you know, I've been able to, to maneuver and, and actually um, do some decorating myself. And of course, Christina, she has the eye. She, uh, we, we found the bar stools, we looked at those together um, and the various touches that you see that uh, Christina has done. And of course, the gardens. Uh, last season, Christina, with uh, some help, but she almost single-handedly did
1: With both birds. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's been a certainly a team effort between Christina and I, uh, to keep the place. Um, Joe Coffin is a landscape architect. So he, he did the gardens used to be seats. So if you, if you look out and see the gardens, um, that's where people used to sit and then where the water is seats came all the way down there. And, um, so it's, it's an amazing transformation on our website. We have, um, The HGTV, it was on HGTV twice. Um, And we have that on our website so you can see. The website's guthrieretreat.com. And so you can kind of wander around there and see all the things that we do. But, um, you know, we had a 50th wedding wedding anniversary here. And uh, this whole area here, now where we're sitting right now used to be the stage. So this, this whole space here was just a big stage which now is a living room, dining room, kitchen area. And uh, so what we do when we do the events like that, we pull everything out, the the couches are out, the dining room table's out, and this whole room transforms into the event. We had, uh, for the wedding, for the anniversary, we had musicians in here that performed, the catering was all here, and, and it was just a beautiful event. And it merges outside, if you do it during the right time of the year, then you can go out on the deck, and people go out into the gardens, so it's kind of an indoor-outdoor type setup. It really works out quite well. We've before, done. before I sidetracked you, and I, I want to get back to the point, because it
0: was a really good point, of being downtown in an area it is so awesome because you can park your car for the, mm-hmm. for the weekend, and go to the Pollard down, downtown eating mm-hmm. without having to pay for transportation or getting in a car. Absolutely. It's, all, it's such a cool, cool event to, to have that space
2: to, to be able to do that. It really is. And we have people that'll that'll fly in. I mean, and we've picked people up at the airport before. I mean, we we don't advertise that, but, you know, we can do that. And when you do get here, uh, as you say, you, you can just walk. Anywhere you want to go. free shuttle service. (laughs) from we've had- (laughs) Gary good entertainment. (laughs) Might be a little asterisk by that. We've had people from all over the world, from China, from Japan, from New Zealand, Italy, Germany, just all over the world. And and, uh, on our website, we have have some of them giving little testimonials. And we're also uh, available on on Airbnb. And uh, um, we are a super host. Uh, we have like 61 five-star ratings, uh, so you can go in and, and read about us. And a lot of people that find us um, select us because of the ratings and the, what other people say. And uh, Is that because you bake
1: them cookies? Well, it could be. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what uh, accounts for a five-star Superhost rating. Sounds fancy, though. It does. It does. I bit the cookies are involved. Well, the other thing is, um, you know, the movie business has been great
2: for us. We've had like next door at the, at the manor, uh, when that movie Christmas in the Heartland was in mm-hmm. town, the two young ladies that were in that, the, the stars, they stayed uh, next door for over a month, you know, so we kind of got to know them. And, and uh, the last movie that was here uh, took over most of that building or all the building, I guess, for three weeks or a month no it was actually over a month it was maybe a month and a half um, and you know when when the gentleman of the road tour came uh that was quite a boon for for uh, Guthrie and uh the announcement was made right here on the on the deck the I remember that. Yeah, and uh, I was here the mayor mm-hmm. at the time you know made the announcement and and that that was coming here they selected Guthrie and what three other cities or two other cities three uh, others yeah. And uh, that was quite an honor. Well, the producers uh, from Jam Productions, I think out of Chicago, they were here to, to do the prelim- preliminary uh, you know, site visits and so forth. They stayed at the manor next door. Well, when they saw the moon and, and this property here, they decided they wanted Mumford & Sons to be here. So we had Mumford & Sons here for four days. And uh, I stayed at keepsake cottage that weekend uh. <laughs> but uh, you know to, to meet those guys they came in the front door and, and uh, uh, they looked around this place and they said this is the coolest place we've ever stayed which is kind of kind of a nice thing to hear Mumford and Sons is that on the website I would put that on the website
0: I would <laughs> I with that story and
1: put it on the website <laughs> I think we need to do that <laughs> yeah. when they were staying when they were staying here were you like telling friends I can't tell you who's staying at my place, but it rhymes with <laughs> Sumford Guns, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's really
2: hard to keep a secret when it's when it's that cool. But, Especially uh, in Guthrie, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, word travels
1: um, somewhat fast here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that it does. Well, we've had the Gatlin brothers uh, here. We've had Kathy Mattea, Leona Mitchell, um, Michael Martin Murphy stayed. Paul Williams. Was Academy Award winning, Grammy Award winning songwriter. So we've had a lot of cool people that have kind of come through. And sometimes, you know, you don't even hear about them being here, but they find us.
1: Speaking of, of music and this space, this, the room that we're in right now, I think really is one of the kind of the best kept secrets in terms of like great musical experiences in Oklahoma and beyond that. Talk a little bit about like, what happens in this room for music at the moon, what you call it. Well,
2: um, when I got this place, it was like daunting, of course, because uh, this is like 3,600 square feet and these tall ceilings. And, and at, the, at the time I was single and, and just me and my one dog. And uh, we didn't have a clue what we were gonna do this place. And, and uh, all I knew was that it was wonderful and the energy is just fantastic. And I knew that it had to be shared. Well, since I came from the music world, I, I decided, well, we're gonna to have to bring back the music to the amphitheater. And uh, so that's, that's basically how Music of the Moon started. And our very first concert was Rick Price from Australia and uh
1: he's been, been to guthrie many times now he's,
2: he's been here several times i think maybe six or seven times and uh, it was magical i mean the the acoustics i know when they enclosed the stage here and and turned this stage into a home they didn't plan on acoustics being like they are but uh it just happened and you know some of the artists that we've had here uh, Rudy Gatlin did a show. We've had uh, Michael Martin Murphy on December 5th, which was kind of a surprise performance, and we put that together within seven days, I think. And uh, Leona Mitchell has said that this is one of her favorite places to sing. You know, just the acoustics and the energy here is just fantastic. It's hard to hard to describe, really.
1: When you talk about uh like house concerts these days. I think people have a certain image of a house concert where it's, you know, a bunch of folks kind of crammed into a living room. Um, maybe some folks sitting on the floor. Uh, you know, if you have to get up and... You to, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, pardon me. Which is, which is awesome. I love house concerts. Even ones Yeah, even ones that are, like, you know, if you're sitting on bean bags and have a good time in somebody's living room, that's one thing. But this is kind of like a house concert on you know, on steroids or something, I don't know. Right, right, right. Uh, this, is, uh, this is different than, the, the, I think, the typical like, house concert that people have in their minds. Like what can they, when they come here for a, for a show, like what can they expect? Well, when I,
2: I decided I wanted to do music here, uh, a friend of mine was all about house concerts. He was always talking about going to house concerts and I had never been to one, honestly. And so, I got him to take me to one in Norman, and Kevin Welch was playing with his son. And uh, I was sitting right here, and Kevin's knees was almost touching mine, as you say. And, and uh, there was about 40 people in there, and it was, uh, um, you bring a covered dish, what do you call that? Uh, potluck? Yeah, it was yeah, potluck. And uh, so, you know, we stopped at KFC on the way, and grabbed our potluck. And, uh, I I watched how that worked, and then I came home and reconstructed that and what I wanted to do here. I thought, well, people are going to come to Guthrie, um, if they don't live here, we don't want them bringing food from wherever they're driving from. So I decided we're not going to have people bring food, and um, so I just started from that and just made it my own way and uh, it's kind of changed a little bit from from the very start but it's worked into to just a, a really great formula uh, so people what they can expect um, and we have an email list like if you go to the website and you go to the bagnolia moon part you can go to music at the moon when you get to that page you can sign up for the email list we can't fit that many people in here so it's we don't advertise but it's not we're not exclusive. You can come to these concerts if you know about it and and get on our email list.
1: But you got to jump on it pretty quick when you see yeah, that email yeah. hit your inbox. These shows, like, it's not like uh, it, it, there's always tickets available. This, these shows sell out pretty quick. So mm-hmm. I always get a little bit excited when I see that you know Gary Good pop up in my inbox. I'm like, oh, the what's, adrenaline. What, what's happening? What's <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah. Oh.
2: Well, and that's that's really gratifying to know that it happens. I mean, it's and it's a little. Sometimes frustrating uh, when we have somebody like Michael Martin Murphy, uh, people couldn't get in that wanted to get in, but we have to cut it off. We can't, uh, we don't yeah. pack people in like sardines. It's comfortable. Uh, we serve a, a, a buffet, a casual meal, you know, so so what you, what you can do is you, you come here and, and uh, you know, we have everything here. We have coffee, tea, we have desserts, usually from Missy's uh, um, and the buffet. Uh, changes depending on you know what what concert it is uh, latina best does does a lot of our concerts and she's wonderful um, and then after people finish eating they take their seats uh, everybody gets quiet and I make sure that it's that it's a performance it's not a a party mm. because um, these people that that we bring here are very special and and so I want to make sure that um, that I set it up right for them. So before the show starts, make sure everybody's finished eating and everybody has a seat. And then we pull the house lights down. And then we have these lights right up here that are stage lights. And we hit the stage lights and it magically turns into a showroom. And Christina is, is back and, and greeting people and, and and we just kind of merge into the to the scene together. and. And, uh, and then I tell people, turn your cell phones off and you know, treat it just like a special concert. So when they take the stage here, it, it really turns into a, quite a, a musical
1: experience. I love that mix of, uh, you can hear a, a great artist, uh, but it is that kind of intimate environment where, like you said, you're, you're just a few feet away from uh, this incredibly talented individual, mm-hmm. and uh, and you don't have to like you might at like a bar or a club, you know, fight over the the noise to be able to like oh I can't even hear what this person is singing. Um, uh, the best of all of those kind of environments is what you get.
2: Well, I really try to try to set it up to where that can happen. You know, I I just try to to arrange it where the magic can happen. You know, I don't do it but I arrange it to where that can happen. And it really does, it really does work. Um, and what I really enjoy is presenting eclectic different things. I mean, if you have Cristiana Pegoraro comes from Italy once a year, and uh, you have a concert pianist, and then maybe the next concert is a singer-songwriter, like we have Ross Newell coming up, the lead singer from the Mulligan Brothers, totally different. The main thing we want to accomplish is is that it's really good, you know, it's really special, and, and that's the main thing.
0: Concerts are great, but you also can use this area for community events. I've been here a few times. Mm-hmm. City managers, I've I've lost track of which ones were here. You know, the coming and go party, but uh, but community events as well.
2: Yeah. Well, that's part of what what uh, what this place told me when when I ended up here, you know, and that it had to be shared and so yeah when we've had new city managers come we have a little reception here mm-hmm. uh chief of police we've we've had um various welcoming we've had uh, do you have a welcome party i don't think so We oh. didn't have uh,
1: that. I maybe, that maybe a retirement well, party like, uh, we'll justin for, you're always 40 welcome. Years. <laughs> you're, you're
2: always welcome thanks. aaron cut that part out in the <laughs> thanks aaron Sorry. Well, and, you know, we, we do community events. We, at least once a year, twice a year, we'll have something here for the community, and, and we have uh, an event for the city employees and their families and county employees and their families, and um, we're gonna be doing some outside concerts. We'll, we'll eventually end up doing some of those, and uh, after all, that's what it was, an amphitheater, and, and so that, that'll start happening as well.
1: Yeah. Whether it's concerts, or you know people staying here or community events welcoming new folks into the city i think a lot of people have uh, have experienced this place as kind of a, a hub mm-hmm. for guthrie for a long long time yeah and mm-hmm.
2: I, I run into people that that uh, when it was the amphitheater that they would come here for like there was some kind of a race and they ended up here um, and various other events that school events happened here an interesting thing happened with these house concerts, because the house concerts is kind of a promotion. Well, my career in booking has not been a promoter. People sometimes introduce me and say, gary good, he's a he's a promoter." And I usually don't correct them, but but that's not really correct. I'm a producer, I produce events. But the Magnolia Moon, music at the moon, has really it's it's more of a promoter type thing because of of the nature. Well, what's happened? It's kind of merged into Garriguet Entertainment, and uh, Chris King, who works with me uh, and does all our websites, and, and he runs sound. Uh, um, very uh, much more technical than me, and uh, uh, really helps that end a lot. We have started working with artists, so now Leona Mitchell, we handle her, handle her bookings, and. So she's on our website, and we're meeting with Michael Martin Murphy. Once he got to Guthrie and saw the town, he loves the town, but when he came down to the Magnolia Moon, he fell in love with it. And I was able to book him on another booking while he was in town, so two bookings within about four days. And so he invited us to be his exclusive agent for private events nationwide so um, we're doing that rick price we we booked rick price uh, uh, in the united states We're his agent here listed and have even booked him in indonesia uh, three times so what's happened at the moon has kind of merged over to gary good entertainment and now we are we are working with um, these various artists handling a lot of their of their
1: bookings and whether it's uh the Concert here, uh, information about rooms at the retreat or the manor or Sweet Betty Jean. All the information is at Guthrie Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, Guthrie com. That's, that's everything happening within, within the retreat. Uh, the gallery has its own website, and that's Go. gallerygrazioso.com. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and then Gary Good Entertainment is just Gary uh you know, all those things kind of merge together, they kind of touch, and Christina um, has, has really uh, kind of uh, melted into it. I mean, she's, she's a professor at OSU and, and uh, has a doctorate. And uh, what's interesting is, is she is so organized and I'm so scattered that uh, <laughs> we really work good together and she uh, constantly has to
1: keep me in line.
2: What do you teach?
3: Uh, I teach in the
2: recreation management program.
1: So if I took a recreation management class, what do I learn there? What What do I learn in recreation management?
2: Uh, For instance, I'm teaching a class right now that is called Program Design in Recreation Services. And what we are going to do is I'm going to have my students uh, create an event and they're going to be in charge of planning the event, implementing the event, and then finally evaluating that event, so.
1: I can see how you guys yeah, work that together. Makes yeah. Yeah. So. This works, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are smart. I mean, <laughs> um, we've talked about so many different things.
2: Have we forgotten
1: anything? You know, the,
2: the only thing that I would, I would kind of like to expand on a little bit is the community because uh, for, for one thing, I mean, how many communities have uh, Chris Evans roaming around covering so many cool events. Nobody uh, else has no, Chris I, Evans. I don't know anybody that has a Chris Evans in this town. This took a turn. And uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I was walking up the street and Martin Luther King Parade was starting, and Chris is there. And every time something happens, he is there. And uh, you know, in the uh, tourism, Justin Fortney and and uh, Verla Rains. What's her new last name? Klein. Klein.
1: Oh, I I forgot that too, it's a to me. (laughs) I always call it the range climb, I say it really fast. Yeah,
2: and and, uh, Aaron Ryburn, you know, you see him with a camera uh, around town covering things.
1: It's surgically attached to his face. It really is.
0: He does so much but no one ever sees him Nobody doing sees it. Nobody sees him. He's behind the camera. No, that's a true professional. That's where he is right now fact, Exactly right. Yeah. right behind the camera.
1: Can <laughs> you just follow him around with a camera sometime? <laughs> uh, the Aaron, Aaron documentary. <laughs> but you know what's... what's add that to your schedule Aaron. <laughs> in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. What's also cool is is the fact that
2: you know we have all these different businesses and and uh, the more events we can do here the better. So you know we merge with, uh, with network with other facilities and the depot, you know, Ab- Adam and Abby and, and uh, Ben Coffin and April are right behind us here, our neighbors and uh, the wonderful catering, Granny had one. The events that go on around here, um, it just feeds off each other. So the more we have, um, the better. The more music we have, the better no matter where it is. It's so
0: awesome for like big events that you were able to put help put together. You have the temple in your backyard to entertain, you know, if you need bigger spaces. So absolutely, I'm, it's so nice. I'm at, you know, Chesapeake Energy is wonderful. The VLK Center in Tulsa is wonderful, but. I mean, we can have places like we have here in town. It makes it so much better. Well, so we, much. And the way the community came together. Justin was an usher at the at the temple for well, he for may have been usher, but, I mean, Let me tell you what, what he was what, doing
2: what? before that. Uh, oh, that's the behind the, yeah, behind that's the, the, the fun scenes. the part. <laughs> so many meetings went on about that event. But uh, keep keep tuned in because uh, we're talking to the temple about doing some other shows there. Awesome and, uh,
1: Ooh, breaking, I mean, breaking news. Yes. Well, you know, and
2: to be able to walk to work, I mean, yeah, does it get any better than that? Absolutely. But yeah, we will be utilizing that facility. I mean, that, that theater was built in what, 1923 or 24, mm-hmm. and it was fashioned after an Italian theater. And it's, it's authentic and it's totally amazing. So yeah, stay tuned for more things to go on.
1: You're absolutely right that, like, Guthrie, uh, I was like to say that Guthrie punches above its weight in terms of a, a small town, that always has so much going on, and uh, like you and I have even had like different like events where, like, well, I'll be doing something, you'll be doing something. And we're texting each other back and forth about you know, you know, music in different places. Like hey, let's you know. Uh, let's start this per- person a little bit, 10 minutes after this person starts, so we're not, one person's not louder than the other, that kind of stuff. And that's what has to happen in Guthrie because there's so much going on all the time. Really? Um, it's it's true
0: because when Justin gets
1: excited, his hands go. So mm-hmm. that, that is uh, a true emotion right there. He really meant that because he was going. Well, <laughs> invest is like that was my texting back and forth, hand motion, which makes no sense. Right, yeah. If you're listening, I was waving wildly, yeah, right, right, trying right. to show how I text. Christina's like, dying. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, thanks again for having us here. Very cool. Uh, wow. Thank thanks for coming. Welcome. Yeah. My blood pressure is so low right now. Yeah. yeah I so right yeah. sit next to the, What's the fire. For like an hour. So. Well, I don't know how yeah. the energy
2: got the way it is here, but when you walk in the gate here at mm. Magnolia Moon, the gardens, the energy is just calming. Mm. There's something about really this area is. that is just that's what it does to you.
0: I mean, I literally look out the windows and I would have no idea I was in downtown Guthrie. I I mean, it does not, I mean, it looks like you're in the middle of the the country.
1: Yeah. One last little detail. Your, your garden area was on the, the master gardener tour this last year. mm -hmm. And that was fun to watch folks, uh, who might've hit the, and all those gardens were fantastic and brilliant. And it's always fun to watch folks kind of walk through this little back door and not know what to expect And they kind of come around that corner, and they're just like, oh.
2: Yeah. It's almost like Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz. I mean, when you open that door, especially in the springtime when everything's colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of that sensation. That's how it was for me when I walked in for the first time. I could not believe. Yeah. what was behind the doors.
1: So Gary and Christina's backyard is open all the time. Come visit whenever you want to and look at all the lovely landscaping. And you can do it right now. Go to GuthrieRetreat.com and there check it out right there too. That's probably a better idea than yeah. just to like climb over the fence. be a little bit easier probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again, thanks for having us. Thanks. This oh, was a lot of fun. For, thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, like I said, if you, uh, if you were just listening to us today, make sure you hop over and watch the, the video version of this just for all the little details, uh, either at uh, the city's YouTube page uh, or over on uh, Facebook. Facebook. the old Facebook, the book of faces. Yep. So yeah, thanks for being here with us on Hit the Bricks. Um, we'll see you next week.